Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Amy here. Because I've been hit with the plague and I'm under Doc Baker, Baker's care and we don't know how that's going to pan out, Jenny and I will be not releasing a new episode for the next two weeks. So the next episode that you'll be hearing is from our archives. It is Christmas on Plum Creek, and it's a Little House movie that we did originally recorded in December of 2020, so way back during the pandemic. So some of the references might be a little dated. Our recording equipment isn't that great. Not that it is any better now, but it's a little better. So um, again, I want to apologize. We've been hit with the uh, sickness here. And I don't know, Doc Baker's like, if she lives to the new year, then we'll know she'll be okay. So we're just kind of watching right now. So enjoy this and your next new episode will be season nine, episode 16, Home Again, part one. And that will air the week of January 9th. We hope that you all have a wonderful holiday and we love the community that we've built here and we appreciate each and every one of you. So happy holidays and enjoy this old episode. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. This is the time. Mark it down where Laura cements herself as favorite child. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Older sister. Again, <laughs> if you could do subtraction. like It's all I can. have on you. It's all I have on you. <laughs> all right, today we're coming at you with a special episode. This is season one, episode 15. So no, we are not screwing up the order of all of these episodes. We kind of are. We are taking a step back in time to visit... Christmas on Plum Creek, because it's Christmas time. So Jenny, give us a description. The description reads, with Christmas approaching, everyone works hard to make holidays special. While Mary begins working overtime for the town seamstress, Charles raises extra money by reconstructing some wagon wheels, but perhaps the biggest shock of the season comes from little Laura, whose personal sacrifice will reaffirm everyone's understanding of a genuine family love. This is the episode that we missed when we were doing... Little House on the Prairie season one, two, and three. <laughs> and we didn't realize that Bunny, the horse, would be so prominently featured in season three. Okay, should I throw my fit now or wait? Go ahead. 
So we still don't know where Bunny came from. No, we don't. I mean, no, do we, we need don't. to know? Do we know where the cow came from? Where'd the of cow come from that they worth have? $7 and Laura just gets it. What, like, it's what a is, pony. But where'd it come from? Maybe Pat and Patty. <laughs> no, that's pony. not Pat and Patty's kid. Because <laughs> they're, first of all, they're gone. They got sold. <laughs> well, I have a question. We so still I guess friggin' answer to this question. So I guess the homestead is Plum Creek. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I still don't know where the fuck this horse came from. Jenny, you just can't accept she has a horse. The whole, I was enraged. The whole show, <laughs> the show opens with Bunny galloping around and Nellie and Laura. And I'm like, where'd it come from? We still don't know. Do we need to know the origination of yes. all farm animals? Where the it's not a farm animal. It's Jenny, where'd the chicken come from that's in the drama barn? You're, you're livestock. Later. You buy livestock. But, like, you don't buy a $7 pony for a six-year-old. Like, well, where does this come from? We know there's a lot of loose horses and, and carriages. Maybe where it was it just come from? running around. But we don't know. We have no idea. It just opens with her already having this horse. We open on the schoolyard where Laura is letting... I'm just cutting you off. Where <laughs> Laura is letting Nellie ride her horse, Bunny. By the way... We finally have a gender. Bunny's a boy. I thought we already knew that Bunny was a girl. Bunny's a boy. They I use they, him all the time. I thought they misgendered it then in the in they the race. They misgendered it in the race. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Charles comes out of Olson's and lo- calls Laura to come home. Nellie loves Bunny, Jen, and she is raging, seething with jealousy. She makes a big deal about Bunny not having a proper saddle. So we know where this is going. She asked Laura to loan her bunny for a week. I wrote, Bunny is a boy and he's a pony. Okay, we didn't know he's not. He doesn't seem to be a pony. She calls him a pony. What are ponies small? Well, they grow eventually. No, no, no. Pony's not a baby horse. Yes, it is. A colt is, isn't it? Oh. Oh, Oh, gosh. We're going to get get destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get destroyed. We need, like, a... (laughs) They're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> we need like um, a lifeline, like who wants to be a millionaire, where we call <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> it, it, like it'll be like 4 a.m. Stacy. Okay. okay. So, Jen, I wanted to talk about the snow on the ground for a it's minute. It's a small horse. They're not a baby horse. It's not the same thing. Okay. All right. How do I know this? And you don't know this. <laughs> I could count on one hand how many times I've been near a horse. Me too. What do you think? I'm running around like riding horses. (laughs) There is snow on the ground, Jen, but I want to talk to you about this because I don't feel like, like we're on season three right now and I don't feel like we've ever, I would expect Minnesota has a lot more snow. Yeah. Like they don't adequately represent the amount of snow that Minnesota gets. Minnesota memes come at us. Tell us how much snow you get. <laughs> no, I think they probably get a lot more snow than we're seeing. Yes. Um, but also that snow is weak. It's weak. Well, it's, it's, it's like the powder. The was it's in like, California, right? It's, it's like Johnson & Johnson talic powder. <laughs> I know. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Nellie tries to buy Bunny. And she even says to Nell's like, buy me Bunny, buy me Bunny. And Nell's is like, uh, okay, Laura, will you take $5 for Bunny? And Laura's like, not for sale. Yep. Yep. And Charles is like, nope, not for sale. Yeah, because then they try to get Charles to sell it. 
Mm -hmm. Which I was thinking to myself, would I make my kid sell her horse if money was that? I might. This is what I'm saying. That is like the equivalent. Like you guys have no money and your kid has like a $2,500 horse. How did that happen? Like there has to be an explanation for that. Like a horse is a luxury for Laura. Like she doesn't need it to work. But Laura also does a lot of wandering around the woods. She might have just found him. Like he was just a wild pony? Maybe. Okay. Okay. At home, Carrie is blowing out matches. Too much Carrie in this episode. Too much. Oh, my God. I have a couple questions. I have a question for you. As a mother, I have a question for you. Go ahead. Do three-year-olds know they're acting? Like, what does Carrie think is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um. That's a good point. They probably don't know they're acting. Like looking back on this and watching this and seeing how young Harry is, like I kind of feel bad about how we treated her. No, I don't. (laughs) Like she was literally like two. (laughs) We were so hard on her. Well, she just is annoying. I'm sure the person. I mean, all two-year-olds are annoying. Like that's not her fault. They're just super annoying. I'm sure the the actress is a fine human being. (laughs) We're just like, fuck this kid. (laughs) Charles teases the girls that if they hadn't seen Nellie, they may have forgotten about Christmas. And Carrie's like, what's Christmas? Carrie has no idea what's happening. No idea. (laughs) I'm worried about (laughs) She's not okay. She's not okay. (laughs) Charles shows her a star and tells her a story that a long time ago, there was a star in the sky now, this is funny because I, I got this wrong the first time, but I, I kept it in there so you could hear just how much I don't know my Bible. I mean, this is the Christmas story. <laughs> yep. There was a star in the sky and some shepherds and some blind Queen. men and some kings. The wise men. You don't know the fucking story of Bethlehem and the manger? You don't know the story. I wrote blind men. <laughs> Who are the blind men? I don't know. There's kings. And then and I wrote. Men. Then I wrote. Wait, no, that's not right. Some <laughs> shepherds, three kings, and three wise men. Okay, all right. Followed the star and found baby Jesus in the manger. There's some soft Christmas music playing, and everyone is staring at Charles lovingly. Oh God. Later, Laura says it's their first Christmas here, and this is where I wrote. So is this Plum Creek? It, it must be. Yeah, I guess. Laura says she and Mary need to get something special for Charles and Caroline. And Laura pulls out a secret stash of money. Mary has one, too. So they have, like, banks. Everyone has one, even Carrie. Remember, didn't you have a piggy bank when you were a kid? I think so. Yeah, we had banks. Did I rob yours? I think I stole a lot of yours. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) Let me think if I can remember yours. Was it a clown or something circus-related? Or was it a giraffe neck? It was some kind of, like, zoo Yes, with the giraffe neck. Yeah, yeah, yep. with some yep. kind of like house at a zoo. <laughs> you yeah, had a clown or something, weird. didn't you? I can't remember. I can't remember. Well, that's mom. Like mom will remember. She's going to remember. Mm-hmm. So they're talking and then downstairs, Charles is also counting money and quickly puts it away as Caroline approaches. I have a question. Go ahead. Is this the cheapest Christmas ever? I think they're on the verge of the cheapest <laughs> Christmas ever. No, the cheapest Christmas ever was when they got a cup for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to explain the cheapest Christmas ever? The Christmas, the cheapest Christmas ever happened when I was in my 20s, I think. <laughs> and I was married to my first husband at the time. He had a very large family and I had a shit ass job and no money. <laughs> we were in our 20s. It was the cheapest Christmas ever. We were ever. literally in Old Navy picking $3 <laughs> shirts up and going, yep, this will do. This is a gift. 
<laughs> shopping on the clearance rack. And we declared it the cheapest Christmas ever. So imagine their surprise when like they opened a gift and it was like a summer t-shirt. <laughs> it was December. <laughs> yeah. But, and fun, uh, funny enough, this is going to be the this second gonna be cheapest, another cheapest Christmas, Christmas ever. ever. Yeah. Because we're, we're buying houses, but we're also always all worried about losing our jobs. Yes. So, yep. you know, there's always that. Okay. So Charles heads out and then we see Caroline sneak and look at her money. And I wrote, I smell a gift of the Magi situation here. I know. Totally. I was trying yes. to think of the name of that. Yes. That's it's, the name of it. It's a short the the story. For those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's a short story by O. Henry. It's usually like the first short story you read in like sixth or seventh grade. Uh, the woman sells her hair to buy her husband a chain for his pocket watch, and he sells the pocket watch to buy her combs for her hair. Yep. I, I couldn't remember what that was called. And I'm like, and, God, this is that story where the woman sells her hair. Yep. <laughs> and in the end, oh, Henry kind of brings it around to, you know, they've discovered this deeper love for each other that they would both part with things that they really love and value. So it's kind of reminiscent of he ties it into the gift of the Magi. Yeah, uh, totally. the biblical story. Yeah. So the next day, there's a whole lot of ironing happening. And well, Mary, isn't there some, there is some kind of controversy going on in the Mimi Bees about ironing. Really? Yes. Remember Jen was chastising us because she's like, you guys need to steam your clothes, which I do. Look, I don't touch my fucking clothes. And you're they like, this dryer, is fancy. They come out, they get folded. <laughs> like, this is fancy, but steaming is actually super easy <laughs> and quick. No. Mm-mm. Um, so I want to say something here. And Jen, I don't know why we never thought of this. Laura and Mary divide the parents. Mary's buying something for Charles. Yeah, I don't know why they Laura don't, buys and something put both of your Karen. name on the card. I don't know why they yeah. why didn't we why, ever do that? I, I I come to that later. We should do that now. We do do that. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we do we joint gifts all the time. Yeah, but like we should have been like you should be in charge of dad because let's face it, that's what's happening. And I'll be in charge of mom's gift. I think you have a harder job. I'll just buy 18 books. <laughs> True crime. <laughs> I'll buy her that how to hunt a murderer kit that I keep seeing. Oh, God. Mom will turn her apartment into like a crime scene <laughs> operation. Okay. Mary asks Caroline what she could get Charles for Christmas. And Caroline tells her they don't have a lot of money, but they can still have a special Christmas, Jen. I don't know how that works, but okay. Yeah. Well, they're going to have cheapest Christmas ever, which is so <laughs> nice. You know what? As you get older, Christmas gifts mean less and less. Caroline's probably like, I'm just going to bake some pies. Like, you I'd get, be happy get to the, the pie point at this where, point. I think you get to the point where you're, you're hoping people don't buy you Christmas gifts. Yeah, and you're hoping for like a nice pie or cookie, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. Okay, so just then, Mary discovers, I wrote a hole in something. Is it a coat? Is it a Laura's coat? No, Mary's handling something that looks wool, and she sees a hole in it. Meanwhile, Charles and Laura are in the drama barn trying to think of what to buy Caroline. Charles has no clue. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, this was like our family this week via text. Well, we're like, what do we get this person? What do you get this person? Yep. What is yep. this? Yep. Who is this? Yep. We're texting Doreen. We're like, what do we yep. get down? The next day, we see all of the Ingles coming into town, into the mercantile. <laughs> and there are a bunch of people in there Christmas shopping. Caroline has brought Harriet Jen candled eggs. I have an index card. 
I knew you would. Go. You know, I love to talk about the eggs. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm so fascinated with eggs. Well, I write later, like Caroline starts up in her egg game and I wrote, <laughs> so everyone else is working really hard for Christmas except Caroline. It's her chickens. That like what's she hard. doing? Like, how is she just like whipping the chickens? Like what, what do you do to make <laughs> chickens lay eggs faster? Do you feed them more? I don't know. Mm. I don't know what you do. Tell us what a candled egg is. So why does Carolyn candle the eggs? Candling is the oldest and easiest way to tell if an egg is fertilized. It literally means to hold an egg up to a candle to see inside the egg. If the egg appears opaque, it's probably fertilized. That means you can't see through it. It's cloudy. I know what opaque means. Thanks. Just because an egg is fertile doesn't mean that it will become a chick. After three or four days of incubation, you can candle the egg again. You will see an embryo starting to form if it's going to turn into a chick. <laughs> I have, this is making me, I have questions. <laughs> I'm going to wait now. I'm continuing and I'm probably going to be vegan by the end of this index okay. card. It will look kind of like red veins spreading through the egg. A fertile egg laid by a hen that is not incubated is perfectly safe to eat and would let, and you would never know the difference. Once in the fridge, the development stops completely. <sighs> Gross. So is Caroline saying, like, essentially, I did an ultrasound on all of these eggs? I checked them out to make sure they're they're unfertilized or, or they're or, not. Well, that's my question. What should they be? What does Harriet prefer? You, you want unfertilized eggs. No, but, like, could she sell them as chicks? No. You need a chicken sitting on that till it hatches. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have incubators? No. You have to incubate the eggs to turn them into chicks. Okay. While Caroline's doing this, Harriet is running around raising prices. Oh, my God. She's <laughs> terrible. What the fuck? She tells Charles and Caroline, like, hey, it's the holiday season. Prices are going up. And Charles is like, does that mean the price of eggs are going up? Could you imagine trying to be all slick in this room about people's gifts? <laughs> like a single room. There's like two sections. I have a note on that later. So Charles is like, well, I now I know where we get the character of Scrooge. <laughs> so everybody's, again, but in this the, store together. At the Olsen Mercantile, you are either getting yardage, fancy or plain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a star ornament, a stove, or eggs. Like, these are your choices for Christmas. Yeah, pretty much. Charles and Laura both spot Caroline oogling a stove that costs $7.87, I think. Because right now she's like baking pies in a hole in the wall. Oh my God, it's crazy. Mary picks out some fabric, which I still am not clear on what's happening with the Mary situation. There's Who a lot of this. William, William Claxton. <laughs> okay. There's a lot going on with this, with this fancy fabric. I think that's the fancy fabric. I don't know. Which we never see again. I never see Charles in that shirt. I pay close attention to what Charles is wearing. So you can guarantee he's never been in that shirt? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yep. I'm going to go through every episode now. (laughs) Go ahead. Have fun. (laughs) Okay. Carrie Jen, what's she doing? Staring at an ornament. (laughs) I think she's not all right. I could write Carrie is staring at and just fill in the blank every single scene we see her. I mean, I don't know. Is this what three-year-olds do? Like No. Well, I had three-year-old twins, so they were always doing something to each other. Oh, fair. They were never just contemplative and just kind of (laughs) alone. Right. Laura sees the price on the stove and realizes she doesn't have that much. How much does Laura think the stove's going to be? Like a buck? I don't know. The stove is, um, I have the amount of it. It's like, what, $7? So it's like 200 bucks. Yeah. 
Then we see Caroline Jen also picking out the same fabric that Mary did. And then Charles buys some lead. I'm like, what is going on? And Carrie staring at the star again. <laughs> Who probably is eating lead paint chips. Uh-huh. In the stock room, Nels asks Charles where he can get a set of buckboard wheels. I'm assuming that's some kind of stagecoach. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He needs them for a customer. Charles says he has a use set that he could fix up. And Nels is like real skeptical and says, Charles ain't no wheelwright. And Charles, Jen, did he catch this? Does the old how hard can it be? Yeah, he did a dad. He pulled a dad. How hard can it be? Yep. How hard can it be? Because that's like a wheelwright is a specific. Mm -hmm. They make wheels. Like wheels have to be perfect. You can't have like a half-ass wheel. Yep. Nels tells him he'll give him $6 and Charles negotiates him to eight. And I wrote, he's totally buying the stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, in Amy's world of open communication solves everything, let's go there. Charles should have said to Nels right then, I want that stove. I'll do the wheels. You give me the stove. Yeah. Yep. Problem solved. Whole episode over. Okay. After school, Mary sends Laura home because Mary has something to do that's secret. Everyone has some kind of secret operation going on in this episode. And Laura wants to know what it is. And I wrote, don't worry, Laura. I'm sure it's not exciting. And it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, then we have that classic scene where Laura sticks her tongue out at Nellie. Nellie sticks her tongue out at Laura. It was pretty good. Nellie... Again, I've said this before and I'm saying it again. Between seasons one and two, they did a focus group. And they discovered that the Laura Nelly rivalry tracks well with audience with viewers. Do you seriously think that Michael Landon would listen to his audience on this? I'm telling you 100%. Or anyone. Because they ratcheted up <laughs> season two. The antagonistic relationship between these two was just hyper. I mean, come on. This is the worst they're doing. And Nellie even promises at some point to be nice to Bunny. Oh, God. And then you take us to season two. She's beating the horse. She's tormenting (laughs) Laura and Nellie or Laura and Mary. Like, it's, there's just been a change. That's season three, isn't it? No. Is it the end of season two? Season two. Johnny Cash is the first episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I think about Reverend Alton, oh my god. Okay, anyway, yeah, that's what I mean. I like, I get what you're saying, but I think everything has ratcheted up by season three. Like, what wow. hasn't? <laughs> that's true. In the drama barn, Laura is sulking. She needs to make money, and Paul says he hasn't figured that out for himself yet. I so mean, Laura, if he had the answer to that question, because she asks, "How do I make a lot of money?" If he had the answer to that question, he wouldn't be sitting here right now having this conversation, and he wouldn't be uh, fixing broken wheels. <laughs> so Laura then sees something hidden under a blanket, and he shoes her away. It's totally a saddle. He says, "Christmas is not a time for prying and poking around." <laughs> <laughs> but we have this problem with the girls. We have to send. We have to ship all their gifts to Dad's house because. Amy's afraid our girls are going to find it. Just tell them it's not time for prying and poking around. Well, they're home with me right now. <laughs> right. You know, we have, we've all been together in this house since March. Um, so they, and they're ordering their own stuff now. So like they're watching the post office activity, like a crazy person. And they're going to open a box accidentally. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. They'll just open everything. Yeah. Okay. In the house, Jen, Mary's super excited because she went to Whipple's and she showed her how she can sew a seam and all these different stitches. And Miss Whipple gave her a job. 
And now, I, once again, we have one of the Ingalls children begging Charles to let them work themselves to the bone. But is it me or is Mary's acting super bad in this episode? Like, unusually bad? Yeah, I mean, she's awful. But they, I, they've they gotten better in season three, for sure. Yeah, I think so. All of them. So, Paul says, you can keep up with your chores, or you can have the job if you keep up with your chores. And she just volunteers Laura to do it. She just subcontracted Laura to do that shit. And I have to say, like, Mary, there have been so many times where Mary has volunteered to do Laura's chores for her. Laura's not as generous. No, and Mary did her friggin' homework and shit. <laughs> she did. <laughs> so Charles sends the girls upstairs for dinner, which is a common thing here. Go upstairs and get ready for supper. What do they have to do to get ready for supper? What do you have to do to get ready for supper that doesn't involve water and washing your hands and shit? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No. Like, my kids don't get ready for supper. I just yell dinner, and they come running out of their rooms, <laughs> blinking, because they've been in there, like, with only under the light of LED lights and staring at a Sony PlayStation for five hours. <laughs> they come out, and they're like baby birds seeing the world for the first time <laughs> in the light. <laughs> okay, Charles, again, here's the part where he's snooping around, seeing she's bringing a lot of eggs to town. And Carol's like, my business. My yeah. business if I work my hands to death. Yeah, like those poor hands. <laughs> She's like, come on, double time, girls. Let's go. Later, the girls go to the barn to say goodnight to Charles. And Laura's distraught because everyone seems to have a Christmas plan except her. <laughs> Laura's having the cheapest Christmas ever. She is. Then she spots Bunny. And this gives her an idea. And the next day, she asks if she could ride Bunny into town in a dress. By herself, bareback, at like 10 years old. She's not even 10, I don't think. And and Charles and Caroline are like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, They do ride behind her, I noticed. But, oh, my God, she's going so slow. Dad would have passed us. Oh, no. He would have passed us. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, good luck. (laughs) They all arrive in town together, and they go their separate ways. Carrie has to go to the outhouse. God, she's annoying. (laughs) They just left home. Like, what the hell? I know. Mary heads to Whipple's, and we see that Mary is making a shirt for Paul. And I wrote right here, it's a shirt we've never seen him in. Okay. Okay. I can't wait till we see that shirt again. It's a green, navy, gingham check, right? So, it's not gingham. It's plaid. Okay, it's plaid. So, if if we haven't seen Bunny for three episodes, maybe this will show up in, like, season six. Maybe. (laughs) We see Caroline now, Jim, buying the exact same material at Olson's. Yes. And they have they have to take turns going in. Yeah, because they're all over Nell's. Like so Nell's here's is the my hottest question. person in town right now. Here's my question. They go to school right there. Charles works across the street. Why don't they stop at Olson's on their way home from school? Yeah, I don't know. Or after work. Why does it have to be a Sunday trip in with everybody? Maybe it's Black Friday. maybe did they just eat tom the night before (laughs) tom's dead i was i was having confusion like because i forgot we just went back on this episode and i'm like wait how long ago was thanksgiving wasn't that like three episodes and then i'm like oh i'm a yeah alternate timeline this is the alternate we're out of order okay laura gets her time alone with the olsons now and she and nell's 
in probably what's kind of the creepiest and most annoying scene of the episode. Oh my God, it's so weird. They start whispering back and forth, which I don't know why they're whispering. I don't know. Random. Random. No one else is in that store. No one else is in the store. Her family's outside. Nels is like, everyone's all over Nels because it's Christmas time. And I don't know why. Like, where's Harry? And Harry's gone. Nels is loving this. He's like, I'm popular. I don't think so. I think he hates it. Maybe. Okay. So we, as the viewers, know she's making a deal to get the stove. Yeah, I guess that's their way of hiding it from us. I guess. Here's how I could redirect this. I could direct this scene. Laura goes into the store. We see stuff going on outside. Laura Mm -hmm. comes out. Yep, we don't need Done. to see them whispering to no. each other because I'm no. sorry, it is weird when a grown man bends down and whispers into a little girl's ear. <laughs> <laughs> Just weirded out by that. Okay, the Ingalls family sings Jingle Bells all the way home and everyone seems happy. And Carrie was staring at the star again. I can't. I and can't I'm like, her. does she want the star for herself? Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening because the next day, Laura's grabbing a box of onion skins out of the barn. Oh, I was going to look that up and I forgot. What the hell is going on? And asking Caroline for help dyeing them. Like, I'm assuming she's making decorations. She's dyeing things with the onion skins. So maybe they're like purple onions. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. Everyone is running around hiding shit. That's all you need to know. I summarized (laughs) 20 minutes of it right there. (laughs) There's a montage of all of them working on their gifts. And well, it's sad. How, like, how do you hide stuff? They all live, like, we have five houses and, like, six cars you between literally us, and we have, can't hide things. You have to shove it up your ass. We <laughs> can't it. hide things. They have, like, two rooms. I know. <laughs> There's a montage of all of them working on their gifts, and then Carrie finds a penny. Oh, Lord. And there's a lot of Carrie this week. There's Not a happy lot. With them. There's a lot. In the drama barn, Charles works all night to finish his tires. And then yes, he comes into the house and passes out. He was going to drink coffee. <laughs> he was. Carolyn was making coffee. It's like 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the next morning. He worked all night. Oh, but it wasn't light out yet. So yes, it was. Super it, was. Early. it was? Yeah, it was like just dawn. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yep. Because later that morning, she's ushering the girls off to town. And she's like, shh, don't wake your father. He was up all night or whatever. Oh, okay. okay. So the girls are going to town. And it's just the three little ones. And Carrie wants to buy the annoying star with her pen. That's clearly made with tinfoil, which probably didn't exist yet. Now, wait, I have to say something funny here. So the star is marked five cents. And yep. Carrie has one penny. Yep. Nels is generous enough to give them the four cent discount. Yep. Then Laura asks them to wrap it. <laughs> like, wow, dude. Well, Read the room. And <laughs> I have to say, I have to say that Carrie made the best deal out of everyone. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> well, I had, um, is Carrie shopping for herself? She's me. Cause I thought she was shopping for her. Like, you know how we go Christmas shopping? I buy a bunch of yeah. shit for myself. Oh yeah. Well, guys, we go black Friday shopping. <laughs> And Jenny doesn't buy anybody else anything. <laughs> it's all her. But I'm with you. How? Why am I buying you things if I'm with you? But you're not even buying the kids anything. Whatever. You buy yourself things. <laughs> and then when she goes near a shoe department, I'm just like, I have to get out of here. I have to get out of here. It got to a point where I was like bringing my own car. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Because in Jenny's defense, I'm not a shopper. No, she's not. She's I terrible in a store. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. 
Well, I think I found like a nice common ground with you and mom because I let you guys kind of go. Then I'll meet up with you for margaritas. Right. Then once I have a nice buzz on, I could go shopping yeah. and enjoy myself. Yep. I just hate spending money. I'm like, Ugh. not me. I love spending money. Makes me crazy. Later that night, Jen, Charles brings the wheels to Olson's at like 10 o'clock at night. Okay. What was the point of the super wind? I have a note here. I wrote, did you notice it's really windy? And that made me really tense. I know. I was like, don't leave the wheels outside. Because <laughs> the wheels are outside and there's a lantern hanging over them oh and my. it's windy. I'm like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Don't leave the wheels outside. Because we know, like, of course it was spoiled for us, but we know Charles doesn't get her the stove. Right. So we know either those wheels never make it to where they need to go. (laughs) So I was like, oh my God, the wheels are vulnerable. Well, but in our defense, why is the wind there? Like, why do you need the wind there? I think it was just supposed to be cold. Whatever. They're making up for their lack of fake snow. So inside, Jen, Charles is like, I want the stove. And Nels is like, nope. Somebody Nels already is like, bought it. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Nels should have just laid this all out on the table. Yep. Yep. Charles is upset. And Nels tries instead to sell him like a bunch of different things. A cuckoo clock. And one of them was a figurine shelf. Uh, it was Dresden figurines. Yeah, like you're going to put those in their house? Have you seen it? Dresden figurines are those like the. Women with, like, the fancy skirts and their porcelain. 1872 Germany. Like, these are people who don't even have a fucking stove. Well, they do have that porcelain doll above their fireplace. Yeah, but that's a family heirloom. Well, but he knows they're getting the stove. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. Like, if he had just said... I'm just saying, isn't there something else that's practical? Hey, Laura bought this stove with her horse. And Charles could have right there said, no, I'm buying the the stove. I'm going to tell Laura to keep her horse. Well, Done. so you just ruined my whose fault is this? Because okay. that was my answer. Right. No, should have just said it. Charles could have went to Laura and said, you yeah. do not have to sell your yeah. horse. Keep your I'm horse. getting Done. the stove. We're yep. good. Yep. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, 
and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable splash refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. So then Charles is like, why don't you just order me the stove and I'll tear the page out of the catalog <laughs> and I'll put it in an envelope. That's and- the last time he's ordering that stove. Yeah, exactly. Now he doesn't know the, no one else number. can have it. So Nels agrees and he leaves. The next day we have this rando scene with Charles in the woods hunting. I think He's Michael Landon's like, I think Michael Landon's like, can you just write me in some action scene? Yeah. Well, have we see me, Carolyn cooking pie too. Have me going through some deep snow and looking all manly with a gun. That's what he wanted. So I have a question though. Is that yeah. turkey joining them for Thanksgiving dinner? Or <laughs> 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 Has he been invited to Thanksgiving dinner? Mm-hmm. All right, so he comes home. He has the turkey. Caroline's making pies. Later, Paul's playing the fiddle. I'm guessing it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, sure. Um, He's playing the fiddle. Everyone's dancing. When Nels knocks on the door and delivers a huge box for Caroline to be opened on Christmas. Both Laura and Pa think it's from them. Yep, Charles is like, oh, my God, Nels, thanks for bringing it out. Like, does Charles think he changed his mind? And Nels is like... Well, who knows? Maybe the person ended up not wanting it or something. You don't know. But Nels is kind of just like, they're going to figure this out later. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So that night, Caroline wakes Charles up in the middle of the night to ask him what he bought her. (laughs) (laughs) She says she can't sleep. And Charles is like, calm down. You're worse than the kids. I'm not telling you. Blah, blah, blah. Then Jen, he goes to throw another log on the fire. And what does he find? Carrie staring like... (laughs) Like uh, in a what? trance, no, like fire starter. Yeah, it's like fire starter. <laughs> she's just, she's not okay, man. She's like not Drew Barrymore okay. and fire starter. She is not okay. That kid. Mm-mm. I'm worried about her. I'm worried about her too. She's just staring, standing there, staring. <laughs> what's going on? She has, she just doesn't know what's happening. I think so. She's afraid that Santa's going to catch on fire, and Charles tells her like Santa's magic and sends her to bed. Can you imagine how hard it was, Amy, you can relate to this. Could you imagine how hard it was for Santa to get those gifts out under the Christmas tree undetected? That had to be really hard in this small house. I don't even know if they did the Santa thing because we don't see that the next day. There's stuff under the tree. Right, but it's from each other. They say it's from each other. No, there's stuff from Santa. What did the kids get from Santa? Because I have a whole rundown right here of the gifts. They got um, candy cans. We didn't see that. They did get candy cans from Santa. Okay. That's their gift from Santa. All right. All right. Jack got a gingerbread from Santa. He did. He did. So here's, it's finally Christmas morning. Here's the gift rundown. Okay. (laughs) Charles gets a green knitted scarf from Laura. Okay. Okay. Mary gets a dead animal. That is a fur. Mary gets a fur. Since when do the Ingles have furs? Carrie gets some kind of necklace. <laughs> Mary gives Charles his shirt and Caroline's like, oh shit. Oh, and tucks shit. her present like under the tree skirt. Just did Carolyn make the same shirt? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I, I was like, why doesn't she just give it to him and they can have a good laugh? But then I realized she probably didn't want to Show upstage Mary. Mary. Yeah. yeah. She can go sell that shirt to the Olsons. Right. Um, Oh, how about the vests that they're wearing? The like Woodstock vests that they have on (laughs) (laughs) that are clearly from 1970. Yep. 
Lauren gets a saddle for Bunny. Oops. That's when I was like, this is like that fable where yeah. the girl sells her hair and the guy sells and something. And like, Laura's to the so touched by this gift and starts to cry. Caroline, finally, Jen, gets to open her gift. They made that bitch sit there the entire time <laughs> with a huge box. And they made her wait while they all went around. It. Like, if I were Caroline, I'd be like, you guys do what you need to do. I'm opening this box. <laughs> so she opens it. And she almost had a heart attack because she's so happy it's a stove. And Charles all like, I wonder who got you that. And she reads the card and it's from Laura. And everyone's <laughs> and they're like, like what? Oh, what? <laughs> okay, Laura. At the same time Charles is starting to work out what has happened, Nels and Nellie pull up. Oh, Lord. Nels reveals that Laura has traded Bunny for the stove. Nels says to Charles, are you ready? Sorry I had to spoil your surprise, but there was nothing I could say. And he leaves. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's a million things you could have said. But wait a minute. He still owes Charles money now. Yeah. He's probably just going to have to give him credit or something. Yeah. Or money. Well, if I were Charles, I'd be like, uh, make sure you don't forget this. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of no, money. No, they'll, they'll uh, shore that up, I'm sure. That's a lot of money. I don't trust anybody. I trust okay. Nels. Mm, maybe. Caroline, okay, so Laura goes out to the barn to give Bunny to Nellie, and Caroline's having a fit in the house. And she's like, I don't want her to do this. This isn't right. And Charles, instead of saying, you're right, let's go clear this up, says, no, let her do it. Let her do it for you. What are are your thoughts on that? I think Charles Charles doesn't want to deal with that horse. Because Charles could have went out and said, you know. Keep the horse. I'll pay for this. We're going to keep the horse. Consider yeah. the stove against what you owe me. Yeah. We're good. So what is your thought there? I don't know. Because he doesn't want the horse. Like Laura's sentiment still would have been known. Her sure. sacrifice still would have been seen. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's a test to see if Laura goes through with it. Maybe. Outside, Laura says a tearful goodbye to Bunny. And Nellie says she'll be good to him. She promises. And I wrote, spoiler, no, she won't. Because she's, like, beating the shit out of him in the next episode. No. No, she's not. Oh, We don't see Bunny again. Another season. Until the friggin' end of season two, like a year and a half later. It's not the end of season two. Pause. Okay, we're back. And not only was I wrong, but we were wrong about a lot of things. No, I was right. They're yeah. season three. Bunny and the race are season three. So I'm we sorry. don't see this damn horse again for like a year and a half. This was my whole point about the whole thing. Okay. It's like, now this horse is back and everyone's like, you missed an episode in season one. Okay, we're watching that fucking episode. And guess what? We still don't know where Bunny came from. Jenny still needs more context. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Laura comes in the house sobbing. And I have to say something. Laura comes in the house sobbing, right? She's so upset because Paul worked so hard to get her that saddle, to make her that saddle. They both hug. Caroline and Charles, like, both get down on the ground and hug her. Oh, go. Jenny's raising her hand. Go ahead. They have two other horses. She can still ride a horse. Right. But wait, hold on. Did you notice all of this? Like Charles and Caroline down on the floor hugging Laura. Oh, Lord. You realize this all happened while Mary's just standing there like an idiot. And Carrie, too. <laughs> They're both just standing there like, what is happening? This is the time, mark it down, where Laura cements herself as favorite child. Yeah, they're standing there. And then um, 
Then Carrie reveals who she bought her gift for. <sighs> she says, Papa, Papa, open the gift. And Charles says the greatest line of the whole episode. Oh, Carrie, we almost forgot about you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sums up Carrie's existence. It's the tree topper, the star, and she puts it on what is the fakest Christmas tree I've ever seen. Oh my God, that tree is a mess. That tree is terrible. (laughs) It's terrible. Because of course they would have a real Christmas tree. I just love that all of this, like Laura is a hero. Laura is such a, like made such a great sacrifice happen while Mary's in the corner. Like, But you didn't say who Carrie bought her gift for. She bought it for Papa. No, she didn't. Who did she buy it for? Baby Jesus. Oh, we're gonna block that out. She bought it for baby Jesus. <laughs> she's an idiot. Oh God. <laughs> and okay. she, think, she thinks it's a birth. She thinks she's at a birthday party. Okay. All right. Whatever. Wow. So the Jen, I make the stars tinfoil. What the fuck? Spend I a think, little money on this set. I think we've established it's very clear whose fault this is. I have it's Nell's fault. I do too. Yeah. Like he should have been like, guys, here's what's going on. Tell me what to do. So, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go. He should have gotten Laura and Pa in a room and been like, this is what's happening. He he should have said to Caroline, Mary just bought that fabric. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she could have picked another fabric and Charles could have two shirts. Yep. So we're going to do our wise out of order today. I'm going to do mine first because it's directly related to Nell's. Okay. All right. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back and uh, think about maybe a theme or a lesson or some trauma that we took with us from the episode and brought into adulthood. Or maybe it's something we noticed on the rewatch. So we call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. So Jenny, my why this episode is, Nels, this is why you don't make unbreakable packs with (laughs) 10-year-olds. Like, what are you doing the kid never trumps the parent. You well, always... as soon as this kid said, I'm giving away my horse. Right. You bring the parent into that conversation. There is an unspoken law between parents that we trump the kids. So, like, if you see a kid doing something super self-sacrificial, you bring the parent in and make into sure the parent knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, he just buys the horse off of Laura. I feel like. Charles should have been involved in that conversation. Well, and he does this again in the Monster of Walnut Grove, yep. where he asks Laura to keep a secret that he's killed his wife. <laughs> like, stop, dude. You can't confide in children. It's not okay. No. It's not okay. Charles should have been brought into that conversation. You don't make unbreakable packs with 10-year-olds. I see not bringing Carolyn in because it's a surprise, but sure. Charles should have been brought into that conversation. A hundred percent. And if you didn't see Charles, you'd tell Mary. Mary will go knock yeah, out. It out. Yep. <laughs> All right, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? So this is why, as a family, you must have a comprehensive gift strategy. <laughs> like, we do this every year. We have a complex web of, like, gift giving. And Not really. We don't have that big of a family. Spreadsheets, and I have spreadsheets. We have a tiny family. I know, but we know what's happening. Like, we, we know, like, we try to, like combine gifts or you know if you're getting something for mom i get something that's related like so, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we come up with a whole strategy you we're not just off doing our own thing not talking to each other because we'd all end up buying mom the obama book 
hope she doesn't listen to this. You know what I mean? Mom would have 10 Obama books. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that, you have to like, you have to plan. That's true. That's true. I think we do. We do it well. Yeah. But did we they do did that when we were little kids? I feel like we've done it as long as I can remember. I remember, and all of you parents out there can feel my pain on this. The kids had Santa's secret workshop at school. Oh god. And you'd give gifts. them you'd give them five dollars and they would go to school and come home with eighteen garbage. pieces of garbage. Garbage. <laughs> and they'd wrap it in like newspaper and give it to I have so I love them because they're from the girls and they mean the world to me. But like, what am I going to do with these things? I just have them like in my keepsake box. With like an erasable pen. Yes, like 85 things that say you're the best mother. And Timmy gets like last two years ago. A hammer. They 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 get them like a hammer. They get them pocket tools. All <laughs> but, it's but very, the hammer. The hammer is like that little tiny hammer. Yes, it's very gender role specific yes the father gets like fix it up things and the mother gets like jewelry yeah it's very you know god forbid we get the mother a hammer you know who we can actually blame this on who miss beetle because when we were this age we used to make things at school that's true what's she doing yeah the kids should be making stuff for their parents at school for christmas but i've talked about before how hard her job is that she has to vary her lesson for 10 grades (laughs) Wait till Carrie shows up. She's super busy. Wait till Carrie comes up. She's like, how am I going to teach like <laughs> calculus calculus, and basic arithmetic <laughs> and, and nursery rhymes? Yeah. <laughs> She's busy. <laughs> but like, remember, like I remember we had wood shop and I made like a little key thing to hang your keys on. Yes. Like we yes. did all kinds of things. Yes. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, Timmy used to watch that show Gold Rush and the girls got him a gold panning kit. I know I talked about this in the episode oh where God. they do the gold panning, but eh. is Timmy panning for gold down no. the creek? No. no, no, he should, he should, he should now take the girls gold panning <laughs> as punishment. <laughs> he should. While he's down there, he can do a lot of some Creek justice. <laughs> okay. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. I mean, this bonus episode was fine, but we watched it right after The Bully Boys. The Bully Boys, you <laughs> cannot beat it. You cannot beat it. So it's it's like, yeah, in comparison, we were coming off of Fred and The Bully Boys. I feel like you remember, and we talked about this before. Do you remember when, let's go back maybe two, three years ago, maybe around season six of Game of Thrones time, when you were like, I recognize that we are in a golden age of television right now. Like shows were just brilliant. Yeah. I recognize we are in the golden age of Little House in season three. It is. I think season three and four are the high renaissance of Little House. It's gold. I mean, I just want to stay in season three forever. (laughs) It's so great. (laughs) I mean, Reverend Alden (laughs) beating somebody up in church. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better. That's it. We've hit the peak. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Hey, guys, Amy here. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, find us on Facebook and join our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees. You can find us on Facebook at Gen X, this is Y. Letter X, spell out the Y. And as always, thanks for your support.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.